pray. Thanks so much for joining me today. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you said you want to be where we are. You said, in fact, that when we gather in your name, that you are here in the midst of us. So we acknowledge you. We thank you and praise you that you're here, that you want to give us wisdom, revelation, knowledge as to walk in your kingdom, to be a witness for you. And so we receive that. We just receive all that you have for us right now. We thank you for your understanding. We thank you that um, you would just open our eyes to see your truth right here and right now. We love you and we praise you and give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God is so good. I'm so in love with him. I'm so excited to share with you today what he asked me to share because I think we really need to be reminded of the fact that we are approved. We couldn't do it. We couldn't follow that law. And so God loved us that much that he sent Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus took on our punishment. He was cursed for us so that we can be approved, so that we can be right with God. God could see that we couldn't do it. We couldn't follow that law. And so Jesus came and he took on that burden for us. He came in the flesh and he got sick for you. He was, con he was condemned for you. He took on your sin for you, even though we don't deserve it. Even though we don't deserve any of that, he came and did it for us. Because that's how much God loves us. God loves us that much that he came in the flesh to take on the punishment that we would deserve for us. And so anything that you do, um, anything, any mistake you made, you're forgiven because of Jesus. Romans 8, 1 tells us that. I want to read some of that to you. Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no judging guilt of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus, who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the Spirit. For the love, Spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, love our new being has freed us from the law of sin and death. God has done what the law could not do. Its power being weakened by the flesh, the entire nature of man without the Holy Spirit. So he sent Jesus to do what we couldn't do. So all we have to do is keep seeking him, following after the Spirit, and not be condemned. And you know, the Message Bible says it kind of cool. Um, I don't have it up right now, but it says that we don't have to walk under that dark cloud. And we so tend to do that. You know, when we realize we messed up, we just let the enemy just beat us up with that. And we don't have to walk that way. We can know that we're approved because of Jesus. Jesus already knew. God already knew that we were going to mess up ahead of time. And so we don't have to take on that condemnation. We can just say, thank you, Jesus, for bearing this for me. Thank you that I'm still right with the Father because you came and you made it right. You laid down your life so I could be right with you. We don't purposefully sin. We don't purposefully um, do things that aren't um, of God. But we get tricked. And we, we get led astray and just sometimes just do things ignorantly. And when God comes to correct you, it's a conviction. But the enemy, you know, he, he tries to get you to trip up. 
And then he tries to condemn you for it. And we don't have to be condemned. We can just say, okay, well, I get it. I messed up. And now I can walk free. Jesus did this for me. And so I'm forgiven. I can still be happy. Not that you're going to go do it again, but you're going to be led by the dictates of the Spirit, not your flesh. You have to differentiate and you will be able to, whether your flesh is pulling on you, which the enemy pulls on your flesh, he uses your flesh, or if it's the Spirit pulling on you. And the Spirit is going to lead you in righteousness and make you right with Jesus so you can live in his kingdom and have all those blessings so that you can be that witness for him. The other thing I know that God wants me to talk about today is we're forgiven. We're treated like royalty. We mess up and we don't deserve it and we're forgiven. And we need to give others that same treatment. We need to approve of them. You know, so often somebody messes up and we're so ready to pick that speck out of their eye when we have this log in our own eye. And God is saying, "Uh uh-uh. Jesus is saying, no, I told you not to do that, to get that speck out of your own eye. And when you work on getting that speck out of your own eye, truly, you're going to be able to dismiss, uh, I mean the log out of your own eye, you're going to be able to dismiss that little thing that's wrong with your brother. And you know, as God is growing me up, I notice how awesome that love works. You know, Corinthians says, love never fails. And when I first heard God say that to me, I'm like, well, doesn't seem to be working so good, but I'm thinking I got this love thing down pat and I really didn't. And I still don't. I'm not saying that. I'm not patting myself on the back, but the closer he brings me to him, how amazing is that? And, you know, my pen sticking out here reminds me of the verse in Proverbs. I hope I didn't lose it. Proverbs 27, 17, which is the verse God brought to my mind today. And it says that iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend to show rage or worthy purpose. And, you know, God was showing me how I I noticed someone in my life that um, it's been a little bit of a challenge, but wanting to help people is a challenge to help them to see what you already know. And, you know, The people that um, I'm helping that mess up, they so easily feel condemned. And I notice how God is helping me to sharpen them, to be their friend and to say, it's okay. You know, this is a stage that we go through to get to that place to be like God. We don't have to feel condemned because the first thing, you know, that happens, I remember with me, the first time God corrected me, I felt so condemned and I'm like, oh, I might as well quit. I might as well give up. I'm done, you know, because if God doesn't approve of me, then who does? But God wasn't saying he didn't approve. And he's not saying that to the people around you. In fact, he's asking you to do that greater work, which means you approve of them. You help them and then you watch their countenance change. I can see that. I can see how when I encourage someone, and say, it's okay, you'll get it next time, and you can't do it yourself anyway. You know, so much of the time people feel because they're looking at themselves, and I was just reading in the Message Bible today, is when we look at ourselves, we're not looking at God. When you're depending on yourself, you're not depending on God, and then your mind is on you all the time. And it's such an easy mistake to make. 
But it's so exciting to be able to encourage someone and build them up and watch their continents change from gloomy and, you know, I might as well give up and I'm terrible to, oh, I'm forgiven. I get to do it again. I, I'm going to do this. And, you know, I was actually saying to God this morning, you know, I've been doing this thing forever and ever and I don't feel like I've accomplished anything. I don't feel like I'm approved. And funny, he'd given me that scripture and the, the talk about being approved. And he said, you're approved. And what he was saying to me is, you know, even though it seems like we're not accomplishing much, he is doing a work in us. He is sharpening us. He's our friend. You know, if you ever feel condemned and you don't have a friend, you go to Jesus and right away you're going to feel that acceptance. He accepts you just the way you are. And he's going to encourage you. And that is what we're supposed to do for others. And I love watching the look on the person's face or the skip in their walk after I help approve them, after I remind them of what God did. You know, people don't need us to be ragging on them about their sin. They already know they got sin. But they want to be approved. They want to be accepted. And, you know, an unsaved person is included in that. An unsaved person doesn't need you to constantly be telling them how bad they are and what they're doing wrong and this about them and that about them. But, you know, we're to be saying, it's okay. It's fine. I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to be here. You know, I'm going to put up with you just like Jesus puts up with me. And that is going to be what wins them over. Iron sharpens iron. It's better to, it's better, um, two is better than one the word says. Two is better than one. And then if there's three, then it's even better yet. And so the more we come together, the more we are in agreement, the more we build each other up. You know, you, you have a friend. I have a friend. I have a physical friend um, that helps me. When I fall, he's there for me. And when he falls, I'm there for him. And that's what God is saying, that we need to be building each other up, not tearing each other down, just letting it go. I remember actually just recently, and, um, you know, the enemy's right there to say, you need to tell that person, you know, what they did and that they need to fix that and that and that and that. And I just didn't feel like that's what God was saying to me. I just felt like he said, let it go. And by letting it go, you change the contents of that person. Because you got to realize the enemy's beating that person up all the time, the way it is. So he doesn't need you adding to that because then you're really convinced that you're that bad. I don't know if I brought this up the other day or not, but, you know, we're, we're constantly listening to that condemning voice. And if someone agrees with it, with that condemning voice, if they tell you the same thing, it's, you know, it makes it that much more horrible. But you know, if it's just you telling yourself that, if you're, well, that's what most people think, but it's really the enemy. But if it's just your thought, it seems to be okay. But added to that makes it worse because then it's like saying, yeah, you're really bad. And so what we need to do is to help that person, to build that person up, to forgive them like we're forgiven. Because especially if that person isn't saved, they can't do it themselves and they don't even know to reach out to Jesus. But if we're showing them Jesus by just letting it go, just let it go. So what? And you can't even get to that place where you can just let it go 
until really you start by loving the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, care about what He cares about, because then all of a sudden you care about your neighbor. All of a sudden you can let it go, because in your relationship with God, He lets it go. And then you start being like Him, and then in the relationships you're in, you can let it go. So it's okay. We don't have to call them out. We don't have to tell them. It's okay. Just let it go. And by you letting it go, they don't feel condemned around you. They want to be around you. And they want to know who you know. And so that's what God is saying to us today. Instead of being nitpicky and picking people apart and pointing out their mistakes, to let it go. Just let it go. Jesus, just let it go. He did. Okay, Father, I'll go. I'm going to show them who you are. I'm going to take on the sin of the world. And so that way they can live free from sin. And that's how you live free from sin. You just believe. And when you believe, God does that work in you. If you get in agreement with him, you can actually see him and you can see what he's doing. He shows you. I'm always saying, what are you doing? I want in. I want to know what's going on. Because James 1.5 says, if you lack wisdom, you can go to the giving God who gives to all liberally without fault finding. And so I want in. I want to know how to live. This love, love. I want to know how love never fails. I want to be like you. I'm going to love you with all my heart, all my soul, and all my mind, which means my mind is on him all the time. And when my mind is on him all the time, then I can start to see how to live well in his kingdom. I can represent him. I can be a witness for him, and I can do that greater work. And I'm happier. When you serve someone else, when you approve of someone else, it's going to make you happy. You can lay your head down on the pillow at night and have sweet dreams because you loved. Because you preferred the other person. God is so in love with you. If you never asked him to come live on the inside of you. Jesus said to the disciples, I'm leaving, and they were grieving. And he said, it's better that I go. And the Father's going to send the Spirit. He's going to come and live on the inside of you. He's going to be with you all the time. He said he would never leave us or forsake us. And then whatever you need, anything, you can go to him, James 1.5. If you lack wisdom, you can go to the giving God who gives to all liberally without fault finding. And he's going to show you what's going on. He's going to let you in. When you follow him, he's going to let you in. He wants you to know he wants to love you. That's why Jesus came, because God is so in love with us. His mind is on us all the time. And how do I know that? I can tell because every time I give a message... I know he wants his people to know what he's telling me. I'm so excited to be able to do what I'm doing. And God has something awesome for you to do as well. He has a gift that he put on the inside of you for you to share as well. I'm not going to go there today. but So I started to say that if you want Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, he told the disciples it was better because he would be with you all the time. You're not going to have to go track him down at all. He's going to be right there. Jesus said that he's knocking on the door of your heart, and if you let him in, he'll come in. He's not going to force himself on you, but if you decide you want him to come and live on the inside of you, he will. And he said he would dine with you, which means he's going to hang out with you. He's going to be with you all the time. And, you know, if you give him all your attention, you are going to grow so fast, you're going to know him in leaps and bounds. But if you just take a little tiny bit of time every day, you're going to know him a little tiny bit every day. You're going to grow a little bit. And I think, you know, he's coming soon and we should get going. 
we should get going and get to know him. If you don't do anything else, take the time to get to know him. He's worth getting to know. John 1, 1 tells us in the beginning was word and the word was God. So he is his word. That's feeling prompting me. He said to me one day, he said, many of my people think that when they leave here, they're going to move in with me. But really right here and right now, they don't have time for me. They don't agree with me. And um, they really want nothing to do with me. But they think that when they leave, they're going to move in with me. And that is just so silly. And we do. We think silly things without God. Why do we think we're going to go to heaven and meet up with someone that maybe we don't think is real, someone we don't agree with or have time for? I just want to encourage you, take the time to get to know him. This isn't just a prayer that you pray, isn't it? To get to heaven. For God so loved the world that whoever believes in him, if you believe in him, it's a lifestyle change. So when you say the prayer, what you're saying is, I commit to live in your lifestyle, to live in the kingdom of God. To, and the kingdom of God is within you. Jesus said, you can't see it. You're not going to say, here it is or there it is, but it's within you. And so when you ask Jesus, come live on the inside of you, you have the kingdom of God on the inside of you, and he's going to teach you his way. And so it's a commitment. It's a lifestyle. It's a change. You're going to leave the way you used to live. You're going to leave from walking on the wide path and conforming to the world to walking on the narrow path where there may be some persecution. There will be persecution. Jesus said they hated me first. They're going to hate you. But it's so worth it. It's so worth going it going there. This life here is temporary, and the life after this life is eternal. And so if you'd like to say that prayer with me, I'd love to say it with you. Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to hang out with us. You want to be with us. You want to teach us. You want to give us wisdom and revelation knowledge. You don't want to be a mystery to us. And so we receive you. We thank you that you're going to come on the inside of us. And as your word said, that you're going to tell us things to come. You're going to remind us of the things that you said. You're going to be our counselor or stand by anything that we need. We thank you that you bore sickness or disease or sorrow or pain or sin. We thank you that you took stripes for healing. We thank you that you want to be with us and we just receive you right now. I thank you and praise you, Lord, for everyone that received you right now, that they could actually feel your manifested presence right now. I thank you that you would be tangible to them right now. God is so good. Thank you and praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just sort of had a vision of just us all just sitting around with Jesus. And, you know, kind of like the disciples did. They all sat at a table. Only in this vision that I just had, we were all just kind of sitting Indian style on the floor. God is so good. He's so good. He's so in love with you, and he wants to be with you. He wants to hang out with you. He wants to dine with you. He wants to tell you things to come. He wants to remind you of the things he said. He wants to teach you how to live in his kingdom and do that greater work and be a witness for him, be, attraction, be an attraction for him. Prove that his will is good and perfect. If you let him do that, he'll do that. You're not just a little nobody. You're somebody. And every one of us are vital to him. And it is a part for every one of us to do to prepare the way for him in this last day. God is so good if you said that prayer. I'd love it so much if you let me know. Thanks so much for listening today, and God bless you.